Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and... And me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And which album are we dissecting this week, Will? Uh, this week we're going to be looking at The Bones of What You Believe by Scottish electro-pop group Churches. This is the first album from Churches. Um, Dan, actually, quick pop quiz. Um, or pot, is it pot quiz or pop quiz? Pop, look, pop quiz. Quick pop quiz. Can you name the three members of Churches? Is I think Lauren Maybury is the lead Lauren singer. Lauren Maybury, yes. Uh, uh, and there's Martin and Ian, but I don't know their surname, sorry. Ian Cook and Martin Doherty. And they formed in September 2011. Um, so far they've released three albums. The most recent one, Love Is Dead, which came out this very year. Some very good stuff on there. Some average stuff on there as well. <laughs> but we're going right back to the beginning with, with today's uh, show. Um, we're going to be listening to and talking about The Bones of What You Believe, which was their debut album, which was released in 2013. So happy fifth birthday. Happy fifth birthday, The Bones of What You Believe. And there are some real beauties on this album. And I think for me, I'm really looking forward to today because I absolutely loved this when it came out and still do, actually. This is where it all started. And I love, we're going to come on to this, but the, the rawness of the sound and how immediate some of these songs are. It's like being bonked over the head with a cricket bat. Christ. <laughs> Let's dive in with our first song on the album, which is The Mother We Share. As until you realize that you should go So, how was that for you? I'm a big, big fan of churches, and I have been from quite early on. was lucky enough to see them at, I think it was Leeds University or something like that. It was a real intimate, small gig that they did, and I've been lucky enough to see them a few times since then. But I've got to be honest, when I first heard this song, and I think Pop Justice was shouting about it, this new band, it didn't... I didn't dislike it, but it didn't grab me like a lot of the other stuff has grabbed me. So it's it's really it's a really nice track. It's obviously quite mid tempo compared to some of the other stuff. Production wise, it's really nice and kind of the the synths kind of layer together. It, it, I think it sounds a bit like what one of those rainbow sponge cakes would sound like. <laughs> um, lots of layers in there, very bright and poppy. But yeah, and actually in hindsight, a, a great pop track. But yeah, definitely there's things coming up on the album that I prefer. How about you? I think it's I, it's a nice way to ease you into to the album. And I think where the, the first proper single was the aforementioned bop over the head, this is more like easing yourself in gently into a tepid bath oh. um, before you drop the bath bomb in. And I think it's... I love how pared down it is and that the emotion and the... And the kind of, you can hear every instrument that's going on in there rather than sort of throwing too many things in it's it's very simple the mother we share what do you think that means well something to think about there actually um but it, it's a nice way to start this album this debut um and as we move on into the second track things start to spice up a bit we are the 
classic Church of Sound. This is the the sort of thing that floats my boat. I think from that, from the first kind of synth noises you get, it's quite obvious that the influences come in straight from the eighties and things like uh, Depeche Mode, which I think that that kind of relationship continues because with Clearest Blue on the next album, and that breaks down. There's a real. It's almost like a a sample of uh, just can't just get, don't enough. get enough. Yeah, uh, amazing song. But back to this album. And back to this song, we think, I like how it starts with a really industrial, bass-heavy uh, verses, and then it goes into this huge euphoric chorus. And I, throughout it, I love this juxtaposition of the really heavy synth and then Lauren's vocals, which are quite light, really, aren't they? Very sweet. So yeah, this, this is, for me, in, in a nutshell, is like, this is more of what churches are about than the mother we share. Would you agree? Uh, it's It's all going on in this one, isn't it? And I think... I, I like the the difference between the first track and this one. I think it's it's got some brilliant bits towards the end where we've got you know the chanting, the kind of euphoric build as it goes up. But even those opening bars, kind of just for me, are quintessentially that ch- that church is the that electronic sound. You don't need to be hearing Lauren's vocals to know where you are with that. Just something I want to come back to. Actually, I did look up to your question earlier on the first track. What the mother we share might mean and actually I couldn't find anything so um, that's a real shame but an interesting little tidbit the the b-side to the mother we share on the mother we share ep was a cover of it's not right but it's okay and I remember that being performed when I first saw them uh, which was at Bristol University oh so similar sort of experience might have been the same university tour I think they did it on live lounge as well they def they did do it on live lounge as well um is Live Lounge still going? I haven't listened to Radio 1 in a long time. I don't know. And I probably, actually probably wasn't listening to Radio 1 when this was uh, this was featured. A question for you. What does We Sync mean? It's, it's drowning. <laughs> it's going It's going deeply. It's like your bath um, bomb in your tapid water. Yes. And obviously if your bath bomb sinks, um, it's a witch. And if it rises, I don't know what the... Okay, <laughs> shall so, we listen to Gun? Shall, let's listen to Gun. Did you see another picture? an overriding feeling on this album that this is you know a group you know who are who are trying lots of stuff out so you know there's no overarching formula to to their music and their tracks and one of the things I love about this album is whilst they still sound cohesive they do try and do different things and I think this is a good example of maybe something a little bit different three tracks in yeah definitely I think with throughout their career as you said they've, they've played with different sounds but they've always sort of been treading that fine line between credible pop if you think of people like Charlie XCX and things like that like what is sort of pop but not cheesy credible but they're firmly on the on the kind of on the right side of it they're firmly on the three songwriters working together collaborating experimenting and doing their own thing so yeah I think this is a great example of that it's, it's such a upbeat uplifting song again same as me you've probably heard it live many times now I almost want to like during the salute I want to do a little gun motion in the air it's probably not recommended I think, I think I've actually not that you would have remembered it at the time but I've probably seen you do that at a few churches uh, gigs I, 
do get lost in the moment a little bit. But yeah, and it's it's still there's something about their how they use their synthesizer. Obviously, the synths are a big part of the sound. And when you if you haven't seen them live yet, they're set up. Oh um, well, it is it is the sound. Well, yeah. <laughs> You know, when you see them live, there's no there's no guitarist on stage. It's simply Lauren in the middle, Martin and Ian either side with a synth, and then just recently they've got a live drummer in. Uh, Pop quiz, do you know his name? Dave Grohl. Grohl. <laughs> Let's say. Interestingly, though, I did read quite semi recently that they are going to be introducing a full band for the for the tour that they start this year. That they felt it was really important to kind of go even further with their live experience. So I think. I think it was an interview I heard on I think it was on Annie Mac show on Radio One. Just contradicting myself because I haven't listened, obviously haven't listened to Radio One for years. That um, they're trying to rework some of their older tracks so that they can be performed by a live band, um, mm. which is really interesting. Uh, on to the next track now, which is Tether. phenomenal absolutely i think for a long time this was my favorite church's song and even though i liked it as a whole it was particularly that when it just picks up again after that kind of almost false end it was yeah that's that's hairs on the back of the neck moment and probably the first moment in the album so far where things things are starting to get a bit bigger and that real meaty euphoric sound is there in its in its fullest it's all the more sweeter for the kind of very tender start to the song which is lovely in itself but just just washes over you the last couple of minutes isn't it with that just sort of real waterfall of, of joy with a bath bomb chucked in at the top <laughs> yeah this this was a favorite for a long time and it's interesting we've said before about them working with a an actual band because this is one of the tracks actually that with that guitar star that would actually work well i think there's some tracks from churches that you can't really see working with a, a guitar or a, a cello or a harp or whatever but well like the next track yes but yeah and i think lyrically as well because it's a slower song uh, and more a bit more of a sparse song you hear the lyrics a little bit more and it's definitely more of a somber tone with lyrics like i feel incapable of seeing the end if you're incapable of saying it's over so yeah it's a bit of a hot bit this one it's the one of the ballads isn't it they don't you don't get many churches ballads um it's probably as bad as near to a ballad maybe a couple of other tracks are a little bit slower but yeah it's yeah as as close to as you might find with this group and actually listening to it for the first time listening to it that time i thought i think london grammar could do a very interesting cover of this song so uh, london grammar if you're listening um what's next um, hold tight for this one. Tether. Um, and interestingly, I think as we're going through this album, we're realising that there are a lot of big songs on here. Did you know that they released seven singles from this album? Was it really that many? Yeah. 
it was such a rich tapestry to 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 draw from. I think this for me is is churches and just the big bold um, brash sound, almost an industrial raw sound to this with the drum beats, with the repetitive sampled vocal. Um, and the really heavy synth in it. This is the first church track I ever heard. Okay. And so it's what first piques my interest. And just a, a little bit of a pop correction. So The Mother We Share was their first single. This was released as a free download prior to their first single. I guess you might call it a buzz single, mm-hmm. a buzz track. Definitely did the trick, actually, to draw me into it. But I think it's... I mean, it's kind of tucked away in the middle of the album here. But imagine if, the, if track one of the album was this song. I do feel like, uh, the running order of the album, I do feel like The Mother We Share, for me, isn't the best starting track. And yeah, I think you're right, Lies or We Sink or Gun, I think would have been better openers, personally speaking. Yeah, I completely agree. It's I, I describe the kind of the beats and the synths as chunky on this song. But I think what it does as well, Lauren's vocal in this one is much, almost like stern, much much harsher, and she's almost shouting at some points and I think for me it showcases that you know she is I, I don't think she would say that she's the best singer in the world I don't think you could compare her to Celine sure. Dion sure <laughs> but she you know she's competing with huge synth sounds next to her and she belts these songs out um, and I love that The I love the you would probably use the word juxtaposition of her kind of tender heartfelt vocals and her delivery against the harsh industrial raw electronica yeah speech of that. I think that's part for me that's part of the appeal of the group and I think you see when you when you see them perform live and Lauren talks in between the tracks she is this kind of quite petite wee Scottish girl uh, but she's actually a very strong girl you see her on Twitter in an interview she's a very uh, very strong minded person and I think that comes across in her performance as well not afraid to voice an opinion very political as well yeah um and you know i love that she has that voice and she has a platform for that voice yeah um not just here but internationally now as well next track taking a breath filling your lungs keeping you alive no fear Lauren singing that one, unless she's got a bit of a bit of a cold. Um, I have to say that's normally my cue to go to the bar or. Go to well, you just went to the toilet actually, because uh, really yeah. as we've said in previous episodes, we do listen to every track in real time. We do. Um, so yeah, you uh, took your leave. I disappeared. Yeah, it's the thing is, is there's all the elements of a great church's track there, apart from Lauren's vocal. And for me, if this was released by uh, it's Martin doing this thing and if this was released by him on his own or another project I'd probably accept it for what it was as it is like this well it's like a Duran Duran song with Simon Le Bon not singing and I don't know John Taylor singing it just wouldn't yes and you know the component parts are there you know some fantastic um, sweeping sounds and, and a great build up towards the end there maybe just maybe that could have been his his bit Lauren mm. could have sung the rest. I don't know. But if you listen to the next two albums, um, it does become a thing 
that um, Martin does have does have a track on each album to sing with, um, and good for him. I mean, they did all have projects before Churches, didn't they? That they worked on. So perhaps he was just missing kind of the frontman thing. Potentially, who knows? Okay, then. So uh, next up, we've got Recover. Oh dear, you really weren't keen, were you? For me, that is the previous one is is the lull in the album for me. Is is it stands out like a sore thumb? But more about recover for, for me. This uh, you've mentioned it before, but it highlights um, when they kind of use their own vocal samples uh, included with all the synths. That's when uh, it's a great trick that they do. And uh, here it's got the God, I never want to sing the bits, but the ah 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 during the chorus. But also, I think what this track particularly highlights well is their incredible knack for writing a great melody and this chorus shows it well it's almost like a two-part chorus isn't it there's the beginning where uh, Lauren's singing about if I recover and then after that and this that's the bit more the more lighter part of it and then it goes into that I'll give you one more chance it's almost a different melody work in there a quick bit of pop chart trivia so recover uh, charted at the dizzying heights of 91 in the charts. Oh. Um, but actually, it was the second single from The Bones of What You Believe. But the previous, The Mother, Mother We Share, the first single, didn't actually chart and wouldn't go on to chart until it was re-released. But yeah, they, they haven't had a, anything over a number in the UK charts. They've not been in the top 40 with one single. Is... But, but what do charts mean these days? I mean, we could do a whole podcast just <clears throat> on that question. Well, shall we? Christmas special? Let's do it. <laughs> so you were a big fan of Recover, and now let's look up into the night sky. So what do you make of that then? The majority of the bones of what you believe is killer. I think this Ooh, might this be going? one little bit of filler for me. It's 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 a nice song, but it doesn't have the for me it doesn't have the punch of we sync or gun or something like that. How about you? Uh, I agree. Actually, it's um, not my favourite song on the album. You know, I don't dislike it. You know, I'm very happy with everything on this album. Yeah. There are just things that I like. A lot more, and the things that I like a lot less on here as well. What I would say is when we get to the further listening section where we pick a, a song not from the album, mine I think should have replaced probably Night Sky, if not under the tide. Oh, um, for me, you could have switched this out with Night Sky actually. Um, I think we'll just move straight on, shall we? Yeah, my grandma always said if something's if you can't say anything nice, shut up. Yeah. Breathe, don't speak. It's leaving your body now. 
have to say, I love that last line, or ask me a question. It's almost like a bit of an open-ended song, that one. Um, are you a fan of this song? Yeah, absolutely wonderful song. Um, again, that build-up. Rem- the first couple of minutes, I'm just reminded a little bit of... Do you remember the KLF? Yes. Just that kind of... It's almost a bit camp, how epic it builds yeah. to. But then that classic, those churches... This, the sound that you I think you describe it as the tinkling comes in more towards the end yeah the, um, the glimmering the shimmering how do you how do you describe an electronic sound it's very hard to put it into words isn't it but it's that yeah I think tinkling is a nice way to put it yeah or twinkling twinkling or um, tinkling yeah I, I completely agree actually and, and you've almost um, hit the nail on the head I've been thinking that this song although it's huge and it's electronic and it's very churches it is very different in some ways to lies or, or we think, and I think it is because they lie. Their influences lie very heavily in the eighties, and this one, the KLF were nineties. Am I right? Early nineties. Early nineties. Yes. Um, and it um, is a bit of a different sound than this one. Incidentally, you will not find any KLF material on any streaming service, which is a crying shame. Well, no legal ones. Probably. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, um, this is amazing live. Yeah, it really is. They really go for it. I think they make it almost twice as long as the as the album version. Um, and just it builds and builds and builds. And they've got some male vocals in there, and, and I'm okay with that. It's a bit more chanty rather than natural um, crooning. Yes. Don't like the crooning. Uh, we're on to track 10 now, so here's Lungs. isn't it I think it's experimental it's completely different as well and I would I would I was going to say lie it alongside lies as the the things I love most about this early church's work is that the raw experimental nature and doing something a bit different because you really sit up and and even the first few seconds grab your attention yeah definitely um I think because it comes a bit later in the album I always seem to forget about this song for some reason and then when I hear it, I'm reminded. And like you said, it's very, it's much more playful than some of the other stuff. But it, it still, for me, holds its merit. It's not, it's not a filler by any means. It's very, yeah, it's it's experimental. It's, um, but then all of a sudden you've got this kind of really playful, light-hearted, uh, really sweet vocal. There's a bit of the old share vocoder going on there, and then it goes to that nice little jerky breakdown kind of bit, which I think is a. I think I'm right in thinking I've heard this at a festival live and it's a, that's a great moment to have a little bop to. Lovely. Let's let's head on to uh, track 11 which is By the Throat. A lot about the how to describe their synth sound and twinkling and twink, not twinking, uh, twinkling and um, glittery and all that kind of stuff. But I think for me, when the chorus and this one kicks in and, and the synths come together, it's almost like 
jotted down here, kind of, I'm trying to think, what does it sound like? It's like a kaleidoscope and a mirror ball smashing together and exploding in slow motion. Oh, sounds quite dramatic. But yeah, I think, and, I, and then later on you've got that, that extra uh, synth layer kind of doing the up and down the scales, as I'm sure someone who's musically trained might describe it. Um, but yeah, huge, huge synth track. Uh, we're on the 11th track of the album now. Is this is this one of your favourites, one of the latter tracks? It's not one of my favourites. It's really, it's it's very good. And it, I think it doesn't sound what it becomes in the main body of the track. It's not how it starts and ends. And I love how it takes you by surprise. I think heavily, the, the drums and the beats in there, very heavily 80s influenced, really shines through on this track Which as we well. like. Um, and the male vocals, again, you're probably okay with them because they're more in an accompaniment. Exactly, yeah. You know, they could call their next album Revenge of the Synth. I think you said that last time. <laughs> We're on to the final track of the album before we get into our um, further listening. Um, and this is You Caught the Light. in a post-apocalyptic dystopian future and I wanted to relax it's probably what I would be listening to mm. it's quite a soundtrack of that one isn't it? it there's no vocals for about two minutes or so at the beginning and mm. yeah it definitely could soundtrack something weird cold future but is it a good song to close an album with I think it's a little bit too downbeat to close something you know a debut album from you know an emerging um electronic pop group again you'll notice Lauren's vocals very much backing Martin coming to the fore again there for what little vocal contribution there is in the song yeah Uh, but I think his vocal suits this track more than um, than the previous song that he sang Under the Tide wasn't it yeah yeah I completely agree I much prefer his vocal on this one but an album is as good as its last track and obviously in track by track we're looking at the art of the album and the running order and the first song and the last song and for me as as much as I love this album this just isn't the right song to end it with it's if you look through history there's some some of the biggest most well known songs from bands are the last songs on the album uh, A Day in the Life by The Beatles or The Chauffeur by Duran Duran who I will reference probably in every episode um, especially the Duran Duran episode more so than <laughs> men, yeah but yeah this song You Caught the Light lovely title nice track atmospheric Perhaps right in the middle of the album on either side of the last song of side A or the first song of side B would work well, but yeah, it's not the right place. So let's not leave it there in that case. And we're going to head for our further listening tracks now. And Dan, we're going to start with your one. Thank you very much. So we're picking a song from this era of churches. And for anyone getting this album, there were various versions, uh, I think, on iTunes and on CD and all sorts of things around the world lots of different uh, bonus tracks and remixes and things like that the song that I mentioned before that I think could have replaced um, Night Sky or Under the Tide uh, is Strong Hand which is the first bonus track on the iTunes version uh, to me it's yeah if you include if you class the album as the special edition tracks as well this is probably one of the better songs and interestingly the title of the album comes from really that is interesting Be under my 
the album. Yeah, actually, yeah. What's your thoughts on that song? You know, I hadn't given as much attention as a lot of the big tracks and the main tracks on the album. Interesting that you how that the album title comes from that song when it isn't even included on the standard edition version mm. of the album. Maybe they had this song in mind to play a bigger part in the album originally. But they just maybe the, yeah maybe that's the case. But they like the title so much. Uh, it's a nice title, isn't it? The bones of what you believe. Yes, and what does it mean? Well, that's a question for another time. <laughs> um, so what is going to be your further listening track? So my choice, it's um, not a, a track that could be found tucked away on a special edition or an international version. This is an extra track that was released in the same era, the following year. It was on a re, uh, retooled version of the soundtrack for Drive, which was masterminded by Zane Lowe. It's a, it's a lovely little song. It's called Getaway. Really good. I love um, I love Martin's backing vocals on that. Yeah. Um, and the relentless of it all the way through. It's actually very melancholic. I feel when I'm listening to that one. And just the lyrics in the chorus. I'll hold your hand so you can see, crossing your heart and hoping to never let you get away, oh. never let you get away. It's much more tender than some of, some churches tracks, but um, obviously feels like something that was recorded around the same time as a lot of the tracks on the bones of what you believe and i think one if you haven't listened to it in its entirety obviously we've only played a small clip there that it's definitely one just to go and immerse yourself in it's really lovely it's a great song i to be honest i'd almost forgotten about it until we were kind of talking about this episode and i think all, the band have a little bit it's not on the set list anymore is it you, you know they, they do kind of mix the set list up a little bit with they cover a lot of their three albums but that one doesn't really make the cut anymore no I guess they've got a lot of material now and you know a non-album track it's not even a bonus track it's just released as standalone um, but it's out there on all good streaming services that's that's it isn't it for this for this episode so that is the end of this service on Church's debut album um, if you agree with what we said, if you don't agree with what we said, please do let us know uh, on Twitter at Move to Trash UK. Um, yes, yeah, step into our confessional box and, uh, and and tell us and tell us what you think. We'd also love to hear any thoughts on the most recent album. Dan and I have had a few animated debates about what we think on that one because um, it's very different, and the band are moving on. They're certainly pulling in some some star power producers to to support them now with. Um, Greg Kirsten, I think, has played a big role in the new album. Yeah, and a guest appearance uh, from uh, Matt from the National as well. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think I speak for us both when I say this is our favourite Churches album. Absolutely. We referenced this earlier. There's, there's probably one track that we both love on the second album that trumps some of the songs on this album. Absolutely. But on the whole, this is a stronger album. Absolutely, yeah. And we haven't got time. And maybe we'll come back and, and, and do Every Open Eye, but Clear is Blue is the song we're referring to, which is um, just just incredible song. Any, can you give us a teaser on what, who we're going to be talking about next, next time? So there are a band who formed when their previous band could no longer continue, and that was 
in the 70s, they've had co- uh, another uh, quite prominent member leave in the last few years. Uh, yet still, they came back with the album that we're going to talk about. Uh, three years ago, they came back with this album after about five years since the last one. And probably a group that churches themselves would reference as an influence. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. So thanks very much for listening. Until next time, I've been Ian Cook. And I've been Martin Doherty. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.